Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week, with brute force and ignorance, we have dragged ourselves through the international break. To be fair to us here on the on the Irish island, uh, we've had a better than some pretty significant qualifiers over the last uh, couple of days and still some more to come. But this is about much more than the hopes of a nation. This is about the FPL universe. And it is our duty, nay, our privilege, to bring you fine folk some FBL entertainment. And here to passionately shit all over that, we know that he's STD-free since 2003, but right now he's testing wildcard positive, my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? Good. I've uh, I've got the disease, wildcard. <laughs> so it's in my veins at the moment, but uh, I have taken a few days off it. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed the international break and are enjoying these international games and have taken a well-needed rest. I definitely needed a rest from FPL for a few days. Back at this, fresh and attack the old uh, wildcard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting being on uh, wildcard during the international break. I mean, I've obviously been there and I don't know if I prefer the extra week thinking about it. It kind of wrecks my head a bit. Uh, do you find that or would you do you like the two weeks or would you rather just if you did it in one game week? I no, I like the the extra week because I like to go right. I know which players I want out of my team. Mm-hmm. Get them out. Get in players I think are going to rise in price. You know, like Mane after scoring the last day, you could see the net transfers coming in or Aubameyang, whoever has like nice fixtures. Try and get in on top of these trends and try and catch a double price rise if you can. They're rare though this year. Like when I did my wild card, and I'm with you. I mean. That is the big advantage of the international break is that you do get to kind of catch those price rise. You have longer to catch a price rise. But I find like they rise to point one and then you're waiting them waiting on them to go that point two, but you haven't made your mind up till Friday and it's probably the Saturday morning that they're going to jump up that point two and I just don't have the balls to wait it out. Yeah, that's kind of where it is right now as well for me. So I've made my early transfers last week, got rid of the guys I knew I definitely wanted to get rid of. I held on to some guys I wasn't sure about because I was like, if I get rid now, I might lose value. The, yeah. the example being Cantwell, but he was like, I was up 0. 0.5 on him, so I was like, I could take a 0. 0.1 drop. Um, oh, 0. 0.5. Oh yeah, but you were getting 0. 0.3 or something, was it? Well, I was going to get 4.7 back from him anyway, and okay. I got him at 4.5, so it didn't matter if he dropped 0. 0.1, I'd still get back that 4.7. So I'm gonna. I was like, I'll wait on him because I might just downgrade him to like uh, 4.4. Then Donker's 4.4 now, yeah. and uh, I think I might just cash in that point three and use it elsewhere but the difficult thing is knowing you know who you want to get and i can't decide what strategy exactly i'm going to go with because i don't know what de bruyne's long-term injury status is is this salah injury you know serious or not that being said i've binned off salah yeah so but if he's gone does that make Mane more appealing you know there's all these things to consider yeah for sure and uh i think like, we have a lot of questions that are kind of going to skirt around, you know, most of these topics. And I wanted this episode to kind of focus a bit more on your wildcard anyway. I mean, it is the international break. Uh, we are recording this on a Monday evening. So, you know, we debated whether or not to record it later after the internationals and have that bit more info for anyone listening. But realistically, it's probably not going to change what we're thinking all that too much. I mean, if we were to be that pragmatic about when we record, we might as well record on a Friday afternoon. You know, yeah, when you've, the pressers, when, when you've, you've had really the, when you know who's going to miss this weekend's games and not, but you know, release you record that on Friday evening, then 
Yeah. Who's yeah. going to get to hear this information in time? And we don't want anyone to suffer from, you know, hangover detox. So it yeah. was just like, fuck it, we so get it done. So everything we probably discuss today, it's the same every week. Yeah. It's the same when we record every Monday. It's always like, well, look, there's going to be news throughout the week. Um, and it's no different than an international break. I mean, I would say this is the same as if there's Champions League game on a Wednesday. Yeah. You know, the same advice applies. Keep if an eye on it- what they say. We keep an eye on what Klopp says or Pep says and... Yeah, if anything, it's even less, uh, you know, significant uh, than a Champions League on a Wednesday because, you know, there's going to be players rested and not everyone's got matches from the big teams. But look, look, getting onto it more specifically, you have that wild card in your back pocket. You've activated it. What are you looking at now as a team? I mean, you've kind of got this, you know, unique position from a broadcasting perspective in the sense that you, you know, you have a blank slate. It's an episode. Oh, thanks a lot for that. Uh, it's an episode where you know you can approach this from you know a dream perspective. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Mm. So like, where are you where is your thoughts lying now? Well, I'll start with what my team is looking at right now. It's I've still stuck with Pope and Golds. I've got McGovern as uh, my backup keeper. Um, might as well keep him. He's four point Seems to be the starting keeper now. I'm not sure what the Norwich keeper injury situation is. Um, he's a hundred percent penalty saving record this season. Oh, he does. Yeah, he saved the penalty in fifty percent of the games he's played in. <laughs> and yeah, I, like Krull could be back, but I don't care. I'm never going to play him. So four point six keeper. Uh, sorry, Pope has gone up another point one. I think he's four point seven now. He is. Yeah. So I, I could, you know, sell him and try and get in somebody for a point one cheaper if I needed it. But no, I like Pope. I think Bernie are going to keep clean sheets. I've come off all other Bernie assets. So Barnes Bur- is gone. Barnes is gone. You know, I can't like four games, no goals. That's that's too long. I should have got rid of him maybe after two or three games. I think like with Barnes, he's suffering from the fact that you know there's only three striker spots and forwards are in fashion right now. Yeah, actually, I'd start with my team starting from the forwards back because this whole team is built around my forwards now, abandoning the uh, the big at the back uh, formation. But I've been moving away from that anyway. Van Dijk is gone. I'm going to keep one Liverpool defender. Um, I've no problem with Robertson, but it has to be Alexander-Arnold in there. 7.2. Still think he's going to be the top goal scorer, top scoring defender by the end of the season. You might have gone to, you know, uh, forward heavy, but you're back to talking about defenders. I think we know where your yeah. heart lies, James. Oh, so, but I'm just saying, this is where I've, like, I've, I've got rid of the big at the back and Van Dijk's gone to free up the move there and put the money up front. Um, Salah's also gone. And the money is gone in. At the moment, it's Aubameyang, Vardy, and Abraham. Now, I am thinking Wilson as well. Um, but I can't really afford that. If I'm going Wilson, I've got to get rid of Aubameyang. So the question for me right now is, Abraham is a lock in there. Because yeah. their fixtures are so good. And he's just been great value for money. So looking at your team, just like lock-wise, Abraham's locked in there. Yeah. It looks like Mount is locked in. Mount is locked in. De Bruyne. Alexander-Arnold is locked in. Um, De Bruyne is locked in as long as he's fit. Yeah, as, as things stand right now, he's locked in. And I'd like to say Sterling is a lock, I, but he's not. Oh man, I'm worried that that's faltering with you. Because like, I'm seeing a lot of uh, you know people kind of questioning Sterling uh, at the moment and going, yeah, maybe three game weeks, not so much, but this happened last year. But he's well, the only reason I'm saying he's not uh, a lock, and I, like, I am going to keep um, you know, persistence with him. I'm going okay. to be persistent with him, keep patience with him, I suppose. Well, he's a lock. <laughs> unlike, as I said, unless I don't want to be saying, oh, he's a lock, and then news emerges throughout the week that, you know, whatever we whoever say, is injured, 
and uh, I'm going to go, oh, well, then I have to get Manny now or something like that, you know, so. Well, yeah, of course, but that's the beauty of having a wild card and an unforeseen. The, the only locks in my team are the guys who are uh, value for money. Okay. And while Sterling is an excellent option and I have no intention of getting rid of him, um, like, I think he's a better option than Mane or Salah. Yeah, okay, fair So, enough. I mean, he's close to a lock. But, like, even Vardy, Aubameyang, those guys aren't locks. One of those guys could change to Wilson. Um, I have Saka for Arsenal, who's 4.5. He's my 4.5 guy. I still have Cantwell, but there are moves I could make to change him into someone like Yarmolenko. I mean, I'm going to have to have... I might as well have one bench fodder. So, that Saka guy will be my bench fodder. He's playing at the moment. He's 4.5. There's no point having a 4.5 bench striker who's not getting any minutes like Wickham will eventually drop in price. So would you not uh, drop to like a 4.4 Dendonker? Yeah, I could do that. Um, what I might do is drop to him, Yeah, as I said, from Cantwell, cash that, and then I could make Saka, Yarmolenko. But yeah, yeah. Saka or Dendonker are probably going to be there. There's no point having, what, eight playing forwards and then having to bench one because I'll definitely get that decision wrong. Yeah, no, of course. And you don't want that fucking headache every week anyway. Yeah, so then um, Alexander-Arnold. I've still got Adamendi in there. I mean, if you look at it on the face of it, Man City's fixtures are excellent. They just, uh, for the next three at least, um, Crystal Palace away and then two home games against Villa and Southampton. you got to think those are two clean sheets and he's a goal threat. But yeah, you can't feel confident with Man City defence at the moment. I'm not too worried though, like for the price you're paying for Adamendi. Like if he was a 6.5 Man City defender, like say I was sitting on... Uh, a Laporte or something like that and you know the City were conceding the goals they are conceding now I know that's a bit hypocritical because they probably wouldn't be if he was starting but you know I'd be a lot more worried with 6.5 invested in their defence than I would be with a 5.4 like we both got out of the oh, at 5.4 yeah I mean it's just that I'm kind of thinking if I'm coming off this big at the back maybe I should be coming completely off this big at the back but uh, yeah, at the moment I haven't. Now, one of the ways I'm thinking, oh, I'll just go through the rest of my back line. So I've got, I've mentioned Alexander-Arnold and Adam Mendy. I have Sionchu. Uh, I have Fredericks there for West Ham, who have nice fixtures. And uh, John Lundstrom, who isn't going anywhere. He's been there since the start of the season. Got him for 4.0. Excellent value. Not going to cash that in. He'll be, used, he'll be used when he's a good fixture and he'll be benched when he's got a bad fixture. So that's straightforward enough. If I go Callum Wilson instead of Aubameyang, I'd end up saving, what, 3.1 million? Quite a bit. So that would give me a whole lot more money. And, uh, yeah, I could have, say, uh, even keeping the same players, that would allow me to, instead of having uh, Cantwell, it would give me someone that I could get up to 7.9 million. So that could become Madison. My, my, re- my reasoning is I had Madison last season. I don't know if I want him this season. Even though he looks good, last he- season he went... He was playing well, but he wasn't getting the points. And you got on him at the wrong time, as in you missed the majority of his points. Yeah, he did well at the start. Then he went blank for a while. Then he got a goal. Then he again went cold for a while. So at the end of the season, he's a bit streaky. His his stats were okay, but they were underwhelming. He kind of slightly underperformed his price for his price, I thought. So I don't know. I'm kind of reluctant to go back on him. I think the player I want for Leicester is maybe is one defender and Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Um, so yeah Pereira could be a good option and we've seen a lot of net transfers in for him this week but I'm happy for 4.6 for Sionchu 
Yeah, no, I do. And uh, I think your team looks good. And as I said, we're going to be revisiting this throughout the episode. But you mentioned uh, transfer activities there. And uh, I know you were kind of looking at them. And I think it's kind of worth noting that, you know, over the international break, things might go a bit more quiet on, you know, the old social media. But, uh, you know, there's still fucking shit happening in the uh, transfers activity uh, section. And we're seeing price rises. And when you look at the top transfers in this week, it's not too surprising to see Mane at the top um, especially after his you know his goal last weekend there's tons of transfers people are doing the straight swap I think from Salah to Mane Um, Salah is the second most transferred out player this week 280,000 people transferring transferring him out which is almost the same number to have transferred Mane in so obviously he had that ankle injury Mm -hmm. Um, so people are going I could just save myself 1 million here and that 1 million might be allowing people to go from Barnes up to Abraham or something like that or up to Wilson depending on how much money they have in the bank so I think that's what a lot of people are doing they're seeing this fixture swing and they're thinking okay well I still want that Liverpool coverage Mane seems to be scoring just as well so let's cash it in yeah and I think that's something that like you're on a wild card so you know if you were to get a Liverpool asset in right now you mentioned it in the last episode but I assume things haven't changed you'd be going Mane yep yeah. Um, I think I'd be going Mane I think I'm coming off Salah now. Mm. I'm not going to have any Liverpool midfielder for the next four. Um, many just historically they don't do well at Old Trafford. They haven't won their last three visits there. They've only scored what like was that two goals in their last three games there. The last game was nil all. Yeah, could completely change this year. But Liverpool haven't been on fire. Man United have looked very poor this season, mm. but they always raise their game against Liverpool. So I don't see a ton of goals. Could be Salah one nil. Who knows? But. Um, I'm happy to go without Liverpool assets in that one. Uh, Spurs are a bit of a shit show so I at the minute, so I guess you could say, look, Liverpool at home to Spurs could be 4-0. I don't see it. You know, That's a few weeks away again, so Liverpool, or Spurs could improve. Yes, and then, Spurs are a shit show, though, by you know top six standards yeah. uh, and what they're capable of doing, not by you know just a, an average kind of team. They're, they could easily put you know a game to Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, uh, they played Champions League final against them last season. They lost 2-1, but you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't a runaway. You know, Liverpool were the much better team, but it wasn't like 3 or 4-0. 2-0? Not 2-1? Oh, was it 2-0? Oh, it yes, it was. It was 1-0 for most of the game. And yeah. it was, I, for some reason, I thought 2-1. No, but, I Spurs didn't look like scoring them on the Sundays. Yeah, so I mean, it's going to be something similar, I think. And then the Man City game in game week 12, the only... Worry there would be that Aston Villa game in game week 11. But look, I'm willing to roll the dice and go, you know what? Someone like Aubameyang or Vardy or Wilson, I think will just score just as well as Salerman in that period. Yeah, no, I think uh, everything you said there is perfectly valid. And I mean, as you mentioned, Liverpool do play three of the top six in the next four matches. And, uh, you know, that's that's always going to be something that even if you feel confident that they could pick up you know, four clean sheets and win four matches, which I could easily see them doing. Uh, I'm still not going to be too excited uh, to have any of their players in my team. Do you know, looking yeah. forward to them that week, I'll still be going, hopefully they do well. Like, I have a Salah against Spurs. Yeah, I can see Spurs uh, losing to Liverpool. Fingers crossed, do you know? We say um, it every week in our hot shots and puck fathers and stuff like that. We always say, like, they're always filled with Liverpool and Man City players. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter, like, that, you know, Liverpool were playing Leicester last week. You know, you were all about Mane, and he did well. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like looking at some of the other transfer activities, I think the the one that stands out to me is the Pookie being top of the transfers out with three hundred eleven k so far. I think it's fair to say that the Pookie party is well and truly over. Oh yeah, 
Uh, so I mentioned Barnes as the example of people getting rid of Barnes and using the money they might have saved on Salah to upgrade to the likes of Abraham. And it's no surprise to see that the big transfers in are all the players I mentioned there a while ago. Vardy, Aubameyang, Abraham. And those, uh, especially Abraham and Vardy, they're probably being facilitated by people deciding time to get off the, this pooky plane or whatever it was called. <laughs> so 311,000 transfers out. Abram's got 198,000 transfers in. This is of Monday lunchtime. Uh, Aubameyang's 112,000 transfers in. Yeah. Vardy, 91,000 transfers in. Uh, yeah. All people to throw a spanner uh, in the works of your wildcard, Seamus, and to wreck your head for the next foreseeable future. Uh, so... With that in mind, let's get this party started a bit earlier than usual. But hey, it's international break. Let's fucking have a bit of fun. Get that drum tank open, Seamus. Yeah, so we have lots of questions this week. Uh, surprising because I put the question out super late. But uh, yeah, a lot of people are eager to uh, talk FPL now after having had their international break. I find my FPL thirst grows stronger on the international break Seamus so and, I consume as much podcast as I can yeah and that vodka and uh, boost energy drink there is not sating your appetite no sip of beer for the working man and sip of beer to all those who sent in the question this week and uh, yeah the first question is from uh, Barry McNamara he is asking alright he can only have two of Wilson, Vardy and Abraham but which two should he go for I mean those are the guys who are all being transferred in I didn't mention Wilson and the transfer in list there but he's just shortly below those and if you look at Wilson's fixtures this week is a plum the next two games are plum games against the two worst defences in the league Norwich at home this week and away to Watford in game week 10 I mean that, that he has to be a lock in your team does he this is why I'm looking at like that Norwich at home looks a much better fixture than Aubameyang away at Sheffield United yeah see I have Wilson um, and you're right uh, the Norwich match I feel like that's going to be a goal fest yeah, I think both teams are massively high, uh, you know, goals conceded or, you know, goals expected to be conceded, whatever fucking thing people <laughs> say these days. But, uh, you know, both teams are conceding a lot of, amount of, sh- a lot of shots and uh, I can easily see, now I know Norwich have a poor away record, but I can easily see uh, a couple of goals for Norwich in that match. I'm expecting something like a 3-2 Bournemouth, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just because Bournemouth do concede and Norwich do create chances even when they're losing. Um, but of the three that you mentioned Vardy, Abraham and Wilson I think Wilson and Abraham for me uh, no doubt um, the two of them uh, I think so too actually yeah. I'd agree with you there I think uh, the two of them like with Wilson's fixtures as you mentioned he's he's had one blip this season against Arsenal uh, I've had him and I've as I mentioned on last week's episode I, there's been some shaky moments I mean the start of the, the start of the season and it's easy to say he's returned in you know uh, all of his matches bar one but the first couple were relatively poxy returns and even his goal against uh, Southampton was a relatively poxy goal as well so you're kind of going subtract that little bit of luck he's been getting and does he just dry up now I don't really think so and I th- as I said I think Norwich will or Bournemouth will score some goals against Norwich so Wilson seems to be at the you know the forefront of everything really. Yeah, and I one thing that's just to be mentioned there is I don't know what the story with Fraser is at the moment, uh, but Fraser and him usually connect really well. So he's scoring these goals without this uh, supply line that he used to have all last season, putting the ball in front of him to knock it into the net. So he's still getting goals, and he has looked good in some of the games I've seen. He's looked 
poor in other games, but he's managed to come out with returns. But some games he's ha- has looked very good and has been unlucky not to get like more than one goal. So yeah, yeah I like uh, I like Wilson. I think he's definitely in there. And Tammy Abraham, Chelsea's fixtures are just crazy good, and he's been performing excellently. Uh, I gotta have him in there as well. I want I like Vardy. I think for me it's going to come down between. I think Wilson's coming in. I think it's going to be between Vardy and Aubameyang. And then I got to look at Leicester at home to Burnley and uh, Arsenal away to Sheffield United. But ugh, uh, that's my own decision for you, Barry. I'm going to recommend the same as Cher, which is Abraham and Wilson. Stal the ball, Seamus. Stal the ball. Because you dare not speak it for me. I'm also thinking of doing that this week in terms of coming off Salah and turning Greenwood into a Vardy or an Aubameyang. But I would also have Wilson and Abraham. You know, so yeah. uh, I'm set with the Wilson and Abraham. I think they're the two to go for uh, as you're, uh, you know, in relation to the question. But you know, I'm t- I don't want to, anyone to look at my team and go, "This motherfucker uh, ended up getting Vardy or Aubameyang." Yeah, but that's a third striker, and you're basically upgrading a, like Greenwood yeah. to hit to this third striker. So you're that's a different question. That's like Aubameyang or Salah or yeah. Vardy or Salah. Exactly. No, but yeah, I'm with you. Vardy and Abraham. Don't do it. Or though. Wilson and Abraham. I think I actually said this to you. I don't know if it was on last week's pod or just in a message. I was like promoting that, and then I was like, "Why am I telling this? Our team's going to end up being the same again." Yeah, which is fine. Which is fine by me. I'm what, 40 points ahead of Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> Got to start playing the mind games again. Uh, next question comes from FPL Rossi. Okay, he's asked, is Vardy a safer pick than Aguero for the next six game weeks or so? So that's someone we haven't mentioned, Aguero, because Man City have excellent fixtures as well in the next three. Crystal Palace away, Aston Villa at home, Southampton at home. Then they get a bit tougher with Liverpool and Chelsea, but just looking at those next three, um, what do you think? Do you think... Uh, have you any consideration for Aguero? Because if you're coming off Salah, that means you could probably get Aguero. Yeah, I mean, like, you mentioned Aguero there, and he's someone that, considering how much we both rate him as an FPL uh, legend, um, we've given very little love to this season, uh, podcast-wise. And I think that's both, that's because Sterling, you know, pretty much took the limelight uh, a bit this season and, you know picked it up and continued it for the first four to five game weeks that uh, so, hat-trick in game week one will be distracting it is a little bit distracting we were both on him so that was basically our Aguero uh, slot covered and he is coming in at what 12.1 at the moment 12.2 yeah he's definitely had a price rise anyway yeah so like is Vardy a safer pick than Aguero I mean you look at Leicester's next three fixtures Burnley uh, <laughs> Burnley Southampton Crystal Palace and Arsenal and Brighton that's the next five and you look at Aguero with Crystal, pa- uh, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Southampton, then Liverpool, Chelsea. When you factor in, as he mentions there, the, the Jesus rotation, for me, that's enough to put me off investing 12 points odd in a striker. There's also the rumours that you know Aguero is carrying a knock based on what the Argentina manager said. Yeah, I don't doubt that he's uh, carrying a knock. Like Before we started recording this, I saw... Um, a tweet from the official Manchester City page and they were happy to share images of Aguero and KDB in training. So, I mean, that's pretty positive news coming out of their camp. But... Big, beautiful smiles on their faces. They looked happy. Yeah, I don't doubt Aguero is carrying a knock. I feel like he's been carrying that knock, though, for quite a bit. And it's obviously something minor but that they want to manage and send them off to Argentina is a bit of a stress that they could maybe maybe do without. It feels like he's kind of got managing tightness in his I don't know, hamstrings or quads or something like that. And it's just kind of a case of, you know, when the match is won, I think the only risk there, Rossi, is when they're three or four goals up, the call is going to be, okay, well, now we 
we get Aguero off. Yeah. And we saw that last year, but it didn't affect Aguero's points last year. I don't see why it would affect them this year either. I uh, Well, see, what I would say to that, Seamus, and I agree with you uh, in the sense that I would be far more worried about that Jesus rotation than I would be of any knock he's carrying. Uh, but last year, Jesus was, uh, you know, he was injured for a bit. Uh, Aguero's minutes were being managed at the start of the season. Jesus picked up that knock. Aguero pretty much was nailed on for X amount of game weeks and, you know, solidified himself in the Man City starting eleven. This season, I think Jesus has shown a bit of form. You know, he scored Champions League goals. I think he's hungry. Pep knows that Aguero is maybe coming to the end of his uh, time at City, whether he has a season or two or three left in them. Mm. Maybe Pep sees Jesus as the kind of way forward. And I think we'll see more minutes for Jesus this season than we did last year. That's all I'll say. Now, I feel like I say that every FPL season. Uh, and last year proved to be the exception as opposed to the year before. So you think that uh, Jesus is an even better option than Aguero or Vardy? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. On this podcast? Rossi, go straight for Jesus. Put all your money in that bank, my friend. Well, I'm going to say, do not do that because Jura is just a wild man over here. Um, Because that is the next part of his question. He says, if not Vardy for Aguero, then who? He has Tammy already. Now, we both just espouse the virtues of Callum Wilson there. So I'm going to say Wilson is the guy we're talking about there or maybe Aubameyang, if you're interested in that. Yeah, see, I mean, it really depends on... Uh, what way you want to structure your team a little bit like are you keeping like for me to get Aubameyang in you know it's because I'm sacrificing the Salah and that's something I'm willing to do over the next couple of weeks but someone that isn't uh, you know willing to do that is com- it's completely understandable I'm not even sure I'm going to do it myself but yeah, yeah I mean like if I was to if not Vardy for Aguero then who I mean, yeah, Aubameyang and Wilson, they're the top two. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, they're the two strikers I'd be looking at. As there's no there's no really need to debate that much further, you know? Yeah. Um, a question we've got here from Alex at Alex underscore FPL. What is your preference um, between playing a fifth midfielder or a third forward? This week he is torn between Mape or Bernardo Silva. Hmm, that's an interesting one, Alex. Uh, well, for me, I always... It depends on the third forward, but I mean, I always kind of prefer to have that decision pretty much locked down every week. You know, when I'm planning my team, I decide whether I'm going to want to, like one of those positions, either the third forward or the fifth midfielder, they're going to be pretty much bench water for me. Yeah, I was going to say the same, that I've kind of, I'm locked into a decision the same way because I'm going to have a 4.5 third forward or a 4.5 fifth mid. But maybe if you take that point there, so what is you? What would be your preference? Which would you have the fodder for at the moment? Because I believe there's so many good striker options at the minute that I'm moving from having a 4.5 third striker to a 4.5 um, fifth midfielder now. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Right now, I would be the same as you. I think the start of the season, no one was very convinced on which forwards we were going to bang everyone was talking about big at the back so no one was looking at the likes of Aubameyang, Kane, Aguero if they were they were looking at one and then a cheap uh, maybe three cheap maybe you know you you know you saw yourself so that has changed a bit and it's changed for me too I'd and it looking. will change like later in the season as well like game week 16 it could be back to get that bench fodder forward again you know yeah I mean something simple as Aaron Connolly uh, becoming a 4.5 option could end up changing this say he bangs in a goal against Villa this week and they've got Everton and Norwich in the next two and then 
you think to yourself, all of a sudden I can have a play in striker for that price. Yeah. That's a hell of an asset to have in your team. And it's something that he's a player that, you know, everyone's going to be monitoring. And you talked about Maupay there. If Connolly continued to get minutes, I'd be just dropping Maupay straight down to Connolly. Uh, and you'd get the same thing for 1.5 million less. In terms of, as we, as we said, a, a fifth midfielder or a third forward, right now it's third forward all the way. And in regards to Maupay and Bernardo Silva, both those players for me are kind of fence-sitting players. I would be downgrading one or the other and, you know, taking my beans and investing it kind of a bit heavier, you know, kind of picking a side, if you will. Well, you see, I'm not sure who I'd go for between either of those two guys because one has a horrible hair dye job and the other is a bit of a racist, isn't he? So, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Which is ben, worse? Bench them both, play a, a, an extra defender. <laughs> no, um, let's see. Uh, Brightner playing Villa this week. Uh, I've kind of liked Mopey recently, but I think I'd always play a Man City player over a Brighton player, yeah. personally. Especially Brighton away from home. And the beauty of Pep Roulette is that Silva mightn't even touch the pitch this week, and you might get Mopey regardless. So Exactly, that's that's the other thing. For the I mean, now I've said there I'm preferring having the 4.5 fifth midfielder yeah. but there's going to be plenty of there's plenty of excellent managers at the moment who are just playing two forwards uh, all season and they're they're loading up the midfield and they're doing excellent so that's not to say that you can do both options just choose one and go for it there's no wrong option here but I think we both have tried the 4.5 million forward and it hasn't been working and we're like fuck this shit let's let's get on let's try something different yeah and I think you said there's no wrong options what you probably meant to say, Seamus, is, is that there are no wrong options, but no matter what you pick, it'll be a wrong option. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for correcting me. I was there, I was like, this motherfucker's going correcting me. Oh, yeah, you're going you're gonna to speak for me now, Joe. No, it was a joke. I was yeah. trying to make a witty joke. I appreciate it. No, uh, you're right, right, of course, because it doesn't matter what I touch. I mean, this wildcard, uh, when we come back here in a few game weeks, it's going to be really interesting to see how this wildcard goes, because the way things have been going this season, that's... It's not been pretty. I hope it all goes downhill for you, James. And I say that with you know the nicest possible way in my heart. Uh, I just want. I just think it'll make for a fantastic entertainment watching you pull your hair out over the course of the next thirty game weeks. Well, we started this podcast last year and we called it the FPL Hangover for exa- these exact same reasons. But last season went swimmingly for both of us. Well, yeah. not for you. It did. But you, you did okay. You did what seventy-seven k or something like that. Yeah, the big picture. Your worst season, but like. Yeah, big picture wasn't that bad, and I mean it was more of a, a bad, a really bad period throughout the year that dropped me down. I was, I had brief spells of sunlight, you know, where I could see the the tops of the clouds, and it was fantastic. Uh, so I'm not complaining about last year. This year, though, yeah, especially for yourself, it has. It's got. It started <laughs> off slow, but maybe you know it's like a Cadillac. It doesn't get going until it's sixty. Okay. Game week sixty. Um. Good friend of the pod here, FPL Chief. Then I'm just moving swiftly Can't on. Can't say good friend of the pod. That's Renegade's thing. Oh, shame. Oh, that's that's that thing. It is. It, they are. They do have a lot of friends. But just because they have lots of friends doesn't mean we don't also have friends. But the Chief FPL Chief then is a good friend of everyone. Okay, fair enough. He's a, um, bit of a, a Jesus. Figure. He has uh, a question here, and he's asked, "How much has my wildcard changed since uh, last week's episode?" I assume is what he means. Um, and the answer is not much, but I've kind of already spelled out what kind of changes I'm thinking of. He's also asked, you know, who are both mine and your differentials? That's the thing I'm not... That's a great part, a good question, because part of the reason I'm thinking of not going for Aubameyang, who seems the obvious pick, and when I earmarked this wildcard, it was because of Aubameyang's you know, crazy run of... or Arsenal's crazy run of fixtures that are coming up, where it's just all blue in the ticker. But... 
is that there's some ones there that aren't as good as they seem on the ticker. Lots, lots of blue on the fantasy football scout ticker, but I mean, Sheffield United away, Sheffield, Arsenal A have been terrible away from home, and B, Sheffield United have been very tight at the back. Yeah, we talked about this in last week's episode. Sheffield United have been tight. Crystal Palace have one of the best defences in the league mm-hmm. uh, so far this season. Wolves, Wolves have finally got their act together. Maybe it's a Wolves naissance. Like, that's a horrible word. <laughs> uh, and Leicester, we've talked about them. Yeah, game week 13 against Southampton, I think they're going to score a fucking shit ton of goals. But yeah, I think they look easier in colour than they do on paper, yeah. if you get my drift. And Aubameyang is 27% owned, whereas the likes of Wilson and Vardy are between the 10 and 15% owned mark. Um, now, obviously, Tammy is quite highly owned as well but like I'm having him for value and you know you can't just have only differentials he's going to be banging in gold so I'm not going to not have him just because he's owned by a lot so I'm thinking you know instead of going to Bamiang I can just have these slightly lesser owned players have two of them Mm. and be more happy because yeah so that's um, I'm kind of thinking that Wilson and Vardy might be my differentials Uh, at the moment I'm also looking at Yarmolenko depending on what I do with Adamendi um, I think a wet one West Ham player could be good. Part of me is trying to get a bit smart and think maybe I'll get Anderson, but Anderson hasn't scored in forever, so I think Yarmolenko has to be the pick. Yeah, I think uh, I hate taking uh, punts for the price that Anderson's coming in at. You know, uh, in the, when you, especially when you have a player who's cheaper, exactly who is you know uh, on the eye looks like a better option. And there's one player who I'm considering punting on, and that'd be Callum Hudson Odoi. Because I haven't gone for Tamori in defence. I have that third Chelsea slot. Haven't decided completely on it yet. but Because um, I feel like that's a lot of Chelsea to be going for. But yeah, it's going to be... you know, Fourth uh, midfielder is going to be probably Callum Hudson-Odoi or Yarmolenko. I'm thinking at this point. Unless I actually have more money if I downgrade Aubameyang. So either way, how much is your wildcard changed? Uh, not as much as it's going to change by the end of the game. Yeah, and that's <laughs> going to be depending on the, the news conferences. Um, he also wants to know, is like, the international break affected any of my picks? Uh, no, not a bit. I haven't really considered it at the moment. Um, I'll, I'm will i glad to see that Sterling came off after scoring two goals and an assist in tonight's game after 73 minutes. So I'm assuming he hasn't got injured because I think him and Barkley were taken off at the same time. As long as he's not injured, I'm happy that he hasn't played the full 90 and he's got a good bit of rest before the weekend's fixtures. So that's about it. I'm not going to be looking for anything else. And I think we've one more question. Let me dig it out here. Yeah, last question that we've received this week. Lukewarm FC, uh, Lukewarm FPL, that's at FC Lukewarm. He is doing quite well in our mini league, I think, at the Top moment. Five, I think he might be four. Yeah, um, he's considering going... A bit off template, like I was just saying, I'm thinking of looking at the lower owned players and spreading his funds around more. Uh, he's getting a reasonably strong bench to have good coverage for this pep roulette or pep rotation and be able to avoid some tricky fixtures. So he's thinking of selling Sun and Greenwood after the Watford game mm-hmm. uh, for Fraser and Jimenez. What do we think of that? Well, straight away... The name that's going to be ringing alarm bells for me when I read that tweet is Fraser. I think, I know that there's rumours that he's a bit ill at the moment. He hasn't started in the last four games. Uh, so I just wouldn't be touching a player that's, what's he now, 7.1, I think. He's dropped to 7.1. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be touching a Bournemouth acid for 7.1 when I'm not sure that they're going to play for 90 minutes or even start. Uh, especially when you have the likes of a Wilson there. I think Josh King for 6.5. Forward spots are tight right now, and again, that kind of depends, but I'd say even he's uh, above 
Fraser in the pecking order for me in terms of Borman assets that I'd be looking at. What about you, Sean? I prefer both those picks as well. Um, what picks? Wilson and King. I prefer both yeah. those picks. Um, looking at it, I mean, Fraser hasn't started any of the last four. Yeah. Um, the last start he had was in game week four against Leicester. Um, he's come on for minutes in many of those games. Didn't come on at all in game week seven. That's what's got me worried about this so-called illness is I don't actually buy it too much. I think if you were ill, you just rest him non-stop until he gets better. I think he had a knock and he was managing some sort of injury or hamstring problem or tightness. And like they brought him on in, in those games there to I don't know, help them win or something or give yeah, him some game time. And uh, then I think most recently he, I think he might have missed the West Ham game with an illness or something like that. So I, I don't really know, and it's not very clear. And you can't get anything out of Eddie Howe in the press conferences because he just straight up lies. Yeah. Uh, he, he's As like, you should. Yeah, he's just like, oh, no problems this weekend. Bam, you know, fucking this person's out with an injury. Why didn't you tell us? You know. Well, there's rumors um, that Wilson's also Callum Wilson's also picked up a bit of a knock. But he's don't not be telling me that. What? Yeah, there is. There's, there's talk. There's talk. But this is international break, Seamus. You know, you know that like flags are thrown around like fucking condoms on an open day at a college. The know? other thing as well is Brooks should be back soon. You know, in the next couple of weeks as well. And if like Fraser is out of favor or does have any knocks, then you know Brooks is probably going to come in soon. Hmm. So I, I'm not sure. I like the Fraser pick. I mean. Watch this week, and if he starts this week, and especially if he plays well, then yeah, I I would move on to him pretty. I would be happy to move on to him pretty quick, um, and it might be good. I do like the him and his shout. Wolves do have some nice fixtures coming up, um, and I think they can score against anyone. So even that Arsenal fixture in game week eleven isn't a worry. So and it looks like they might have started to get the rhythm from the season and have adjusted to playing this Thursday night Sunday kind of yeah. Europe, European football kind of. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't count any chickens until they hatch. I mean, they beat City at the last game week, and yeah, that's a, a fantastic sign. And hopefully, they can continue to move on from that. But I'd still be giving Wolves a bit more time. I think with Jimenez for his price point, and you mentioned Fraser, why not invest that extra bit and just go from Jimenez to Wilson? Uh, is is what I would be looking at, and then instead of a. Fraser, you could be looking at a Yarmolenko. I think you mentioned that you were looking at yeah. Yarmolenko in your wildcard team, and I think he's a great shout. And if I was dropping Salah down to turn Greenwood into Aubameyang, he was dropping Sun down. But yeah, yeah. But if I was, like, I'm oh, dropping yes. to Green uh, to Yarmolenko myself is what is what's kind of the the plan at the moment. So yeah, makes sense to me. Um, considering get, going off template, I mean realistically, template Sun isn't template at the moment anyway. So. No, yeah, he isn't, and. Template for me is a bit of a, an odd word. I'm very much, uh, you know, a, a of the mind frame that you get the players in that you think will get the most points, especially this part of the season. Get the players in that you think will get the most points regardless of who or what owns them. You I mean, me? yeah, all these players that you're going to choose from are going to be part of, somewhat part of the template. They're only, and what we always say is like the template is only the template for like two or three weeks and then the template shifts. Mm. So you could get in Jimenez and... Fraser and they could be the template in three weeks time after banging in two goals in their next two games so it's only template for so long you're not going to sell them after something like that and then everyone getting them in Uh, Son I'm just not on I just do not fancy Spurs at the moment I I still don't think they're necessarily going to get this win at the weekend against Watford They, they probably will 
get over the line just because Watford have looked abysmal this season. If I had Son going into the Watford game, he's uh, he's a captain option for me. Yeah, he's a definite keep and he is a captain option, but I can't be confident that they'll get a result at that weekend. And then after that game, then you're talking Liverpool. Yeah, I still I still foresee some trouble for Spurs in the next few. Although, yeah, I do expect them to stumble their way to victory this weekend. Now, either way, I hope it fails horribly for you, Luke, um, because <laughs> we're coming to get you uh, after the t- you know the 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 top of that FPL Hangover podcast mini league all in one go. Didn't flub it. Boom. Uh, and yeah, that's the end of the questions. And let's get to the league. Uh, we touched on it last week. We won't go into it in too much detail this week. But uh, we did have a storming brand new entry last week, just before the league closed. Am I right, Seamus? The league is closed now? We've closed the league. We yeah. have them all in. Every, all the horses are in the stable. The gate's been locked. You're all there now for the ride, lads. Ride. Yeah, if, like if you wanted to get into that mini league, you missed your chance. We told you. We told you. We might, do, we might open it for a week at Christmas for people. No. If they get onto us no. and they send us... I've swallowed nice the presents. key. I've swallowed oh, the key, okay. Seamus. All right. Well, look, then we can't get in. Uh, but we do have a new leader who has uh, displaced David Sexton at the top. And we have David Grant. Or was was Eric Braspinning? Did he had he gone top? They were switching places for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think David was top. Uh, maybe Bra- maybe Braspinning had it the week before. But yeah, Sexton and Braspinning were basically battling it out for head honcho there. And uh out from underneath them, the carpet was swept, and in came David Grant. Yeah, so Bearded Bozo's team are on 526 points, overall rank of 605. Yeah, yeah so we've got representation there in the top 1,000. He scored 47 points in uh, game week 8. Um, he had Pierre Van, uh, Van Anholt, who got that penalty. Um, Captain Raz didn't come in, but he had plenty of other point scorers. He had Tammy, Mount, Lundstrom, Pope. Yeah. He actually had Kelly and Dunk on his bench, so he could have even had an even better game week. Yeah. But, to- uh, totally, you know, justifiable to leave Dunk on the bench against uh, against Spurs. So, I mean, yeah, don't so, blame him for that. No, fair play, uh, David. And we look forward to seeing how you get on through the rest of the season. But we are coming for you. Well, I'm not, but Jar's coming for you. Yeah, yeah. Like a, like a rabid dog. I'll see you after Christmas. <laughs> Uh, and that brings us to our last segment before we wrap up this pod Seamus do you have any idea what that last segment might possibly be it's that time of the evening where you gotta get your balls to the wall so yeah start with last week's picks yeah we didn't touch it in last episode we didn't mention it in last episode because we nattered on for too long and there's no point going over it twice. Uh, we had yeah. to save something for this week. We you were afraid there'd be nothing to talk about. You smashed me last week. I got it completely wrong with my hot shots. Okay? Don't stop trying to cheat. I'll tell you. I'll tell okay, you. Wait. Okay. Uh, I first pick <laughs> and I went with Aubameyang, who uh, only could manage to hit the post last week. And he only got two points. Uh, I also had Pookie, who we all know completely failed. So, yeah, that was three points. And you beat me with, uh, even though KDB didn't even play, because yeah. you did your picks before his uh, injury was confirmed. So with one player, you beat me with Mane. Boom. Goal and assist and bonus points. So fair play. That's uh, That pulls it back a bit. I had actually gotten ahead of you 4-2 uh, to two in the uh, hot shots this season. But now it's 4-3. to three, So we're keeping it tight. Keeping it tight. That's what I wanted to do. Last year was a bit of a kind of stale, uh, you know, it's one story. horse race. It was you a ran away race. with it, yeah. But it was a stale story after about five fucking episodes. It was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm still, I'm beating you again. <laughs> yeah, well, at least uh, <laughs> even though it's tight, I am that one ahead of you. And on the puck fodders, 
I'm going to call this a win as well, technically. It's only on a technicality. Um, you went first and you went Yarmolenko last week, who got a yellow card and only got one point. Oh. And my choice was uh, Wood up front, and uh, he got two points. Oh, that's so that's a technicality win. You did. It's I like... don't like calling those wins. That feels like there's two blanks. I shouldn't even get the win, but Look. yeah, we'll take it. It's got to be done, Seamus. You gotta, you gotta jump off uh, this defense, and yeah, fair enough. You won, and you pick your puck follows up. You said I was ahead of you in the hot shots. Uh, have you been counting the puck follows? Yeah, it's four three on that as well. So uh, we had been level. You were doing much better. Well, you're doing better on that. With so for a couple of weeks, and uh, now I'm back ahead. Boom. Okay, so you're 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 top all around. Uh, the Breen sheets. Uh, that was one the one part of this last week that I actually did well. So I called it with the Burnley clean sheet and I went with Tarkowski who got three bonus as well and ended up with nine points. Nine. Nine. And uh, you chose Diop and he got <laughs> one point. Uh, Diop, yeah. I mean, that West Ham... That West Ham match, I really, really put some faith in them last week, Seamus. And they, they let me down. West Ham are that team I can never figure out. But I don't mind going for, you know... A midfielder. You have Fredericks in your team. Yeah, uh, he'll come in occasionally. What I like about him is I've noticed while I was always worried about Zabaleta being a rota- him being a rotation risk because of Zabaleta, I've noticed like Zabaleta has only played like one game this week this season. So I'm like, oh wait, he's not actually. No, and I think uh, as we've mentioned on several other players, like for the price point, you shouldn't be that worried about you know a four point five defender. No, they have great fixtures. He's really only there for game weeks ten and eleven. Yeah, fair enough. You know, enough. two home games against Sheffield United and Newcastle. Uh, yeah. So who do I who did I pick last week? Did you say? Uh, you went with Diop. Oh, the West Ham. Yeah, yeah. that's what we were talking about. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, well, look. Fair enough. You've uh, beat me in the breeze sheets last week. Uh, where are we in that? Uh, hmm. On that, we are not doing so well because uh, we're only getting points if we actually. Oh, you have to ask me when I change the page. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what you get for using pages in this day and age, Seamus. Save the fucking rainforest, man. I Where don't. are we? Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, I'm uh, three two up on on you in that one as well. Okay, so uh, I, went ahead, I went ahead with this week's uh, last week's pick. So it's all to play for. Yeah. This could be uh, all level with a clean sweep if you get a clean sweep next week. We're gonna have to come up with a forfeit forfeit for this at some stage. Perhaps when we're level, do you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a like a half marathon or something like that. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. I mean, I'd bang one of them out in my sleep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, this week you had first pick uh, with the hot shots and. Yeah. Well, I uh, went with someone that you, not someone that you kind of dismissed, but you did dismiss Spurs against Watford, and I feel quite differently. I think Spurs are going to be looking for a reaction. I don't know when it's going to come, (laughs) but uh, I'm hoping it's this week, and I think Watford is a plum fixture for it to happen in. I've gone with a Mr. Harold Kane. He is my top hotshot for the week. I think he's going to... You fancy more than Son? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not like. Are you thinking? Are you thinking about the uh, the fact that Son is probably you know, being away on international duty might be have reduced minutes or be rested altogether? Yeah, something like that. I just think like in general, if I was having him in my team long term, I think Son's a better pick for the price and uh, position. But for this one week, I think Spurs need someone to, you know, show a bit of character and a bit of stiff upper lip, as the as the Tans would say. And, and who better than the English captain who just scored a goal and three assists and tonight's game against Bulgaria? Did he get three assists? Fair three assists, it. and he got a goal in the eighty-sixth minute there to. Uh, yeah, I believe he got a penalty in the over. in the defeat in the first uh, qualifier as well. 
in the oh, last. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you might be right on that. So yeah, no, I'm going with Harry Kane. He's my number one puck fada, or my number one hotshot. And because I got to go first, that means you got the next two picks, and you've gone with. I went with Wilson. I think we've said enough about him. But um, yeah, I expect goals in that Norwich game. And if Bournemouth score first, they could put a good few past Norwich. Now, if Norwich score first in that game, who knows how it could go? Um, but yeah, when Norwich fall behind, that's it's game over, baby. So well, Norwich away uh, this season haven't shown us a fucking thing. I know they scored once against Liverpool, but that was when they were what four 0 down. Yeah, so you got to think that Wilson um, Wilson's going to be a good a great shout this week. In fact, in fact, anything King might be even a better shout because. Norwich seem to love giving away penalties because they've like they're shambles at the back. Yeah, you know they're they're just not good defensively at all. It's a good point, and so, that is a, a feather in the cap of Josh King. He scored in the internationals as well. Uh, this uh, this break, he banged in a goal. I think it was a penalty as well against uh, Spain. I think it was fair play to him. Yeah. I haven't I haven't even looked. I look at all this now uh, on Friday night. See who got the goals and who did well. Read back and the scout. Read through all the okay, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Same, yeah. Do me do me homework. It's a bit early for homework. The, the internationals aren't even over yet. But King is not my pick. Wilson is my pick. And my second pick then is Tammy Abraham, and they are against Newcastle. So Newcastle, the other team, I try and target when I'm looking at fixtures, uh, especially when Newcastle are away. Chelsea have been banging in goals. Um, wouldn't trust them defensively too much, but this game week I would against uh, a weak Newcastle yeah. team. Fair enough, fair enough. I think that's a solid pick. Uh, Abraham would have definitely been the player I'd have snatched up if you didn't have a chance to get in there ahead of me. Uh, I've gone with another player that we've talked quite a bit about on this episode, and that's Jamie Vardy. I think um, Leicester have a nice fixture at home to Burnley. I think Leicester are, you know, they're about to embark on a run that they're going to want to pick up some points from, especially after the Liverpool game. They played United, uh, you know, in shortly before that and yeah I think this could be the, the hopefully it's the start to you know kind of what we all have seen is a possibility for Leicester you yeah know, uh, Vardy is the sort of player who thrives with space to run into and uh, when defensive teams or teams are defending with a high line and stuff like that and especially when they're attacking and they can catch them on the break so Playing at home to Burnley, you're thinking Burnley going to be dropping deep. Are they going to have that kind of space? I'm not too sure, but Vardy does look like he's on form this uh, this season. I wouldn't be surprised if this game finished one nil and it was a Vardy goal. Yeah, three bonus. To be bonus. honest, yeah, and yeah, something like well, he when he scores, he gets bonus is what we see because uh, he only shoots when he when he when he shoots, he scores. He does He might not shoot all game, but when he shoots, he'll find the net or he keeps him on target at least. So that's good for the bonus points. So that's not a bad shout there. You'll notice those are all forwards. This is a very forward-heavy episode. I think we spent the majority of the pod talking about forwards. Yeah, I think it was a forward-themed episode. And if we were doing cheesy names for uh, each episode, I guarantee you this would be forward-based. But there is something else worth noting about this week, and that's that... Not one of these players were from Man City or Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a first. <laughs> I think it's definitely been a first for this season. Maybe uh, we had a couple of weeks last year where we were City and liverpool But this year, I'm pretty sure we nearly we, nearly every week we've had one of... Uh, at least one of us has had one. Yeah, last week I didn't choose one Man City or Liverpool player myself. Yeah. And that went terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I got Mane who actually won me uh, the game week. So... Hopefully, uh, I don't get fucked over this week. And, uh, yeah, I think Kane, Verdi, Wilson, Abram, four solid shouts, hot shots up your ass. Only one player over uh, 10 million there. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of value this season. Yeah, there is. uh, And this is why I want to spread around my money. Yeah. Um, But look, onto the puck fathers, which are basically our long shots for those who do not, uh, we're not native Irish speakers. Uh, I was first this week and uh, I, there was a good few options to choose from this week. I went with Wesley in the end for Aston Villa uh, after he got a couple of goals in the last game week. And I think he's a functional forward. And I think Aston Villa are pretty good at home. And Brighton, you know, while they impressed me in the last game, still not convinced of them away from uh, from the Amex. So yeah, I'm going to go with them. I think that's a fair shout. I mean, I think Villa are a solid-looking team at home. They scored five in the last match against Norwich. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely goals to be had in that Villa-Brighton game. I don't think it's the same as it was last year. Villa at home to Brighton last year. I know Villa obviously weren't in the league, but a promoted team at home to Brighton last year, I'm predicting, you know, very little goals. Mm -hmm. Brighton are going to be putting everyone behind the ball. But this year, Brighton seemed to be, you know, willing to attack. um, And after their, you know, demolition of Spurs, they're going to feel pretty confident to have a bit of a, you know, a a spring in their step. Uh, So I see him coming at Villa and Wesley's not a bad shout. 2.6% owned. He got two goals and an assist, I believe, last week. I also missed a penalty. Uh, he definitely got two goals, missed penalty. Um, so yeah. Oh, he did. Shout. He got an assist as well, actually. I think right? He did, yeah. yeah. So quite a few points, and not a bad, uh, not a bad shout. But I do believe when we were picking this before we hit record, you realized after I had made my choice who you would have rather picked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's the definition of a pockfada. We've had questions on. Hudson Adoy this episode, and uh, yeah, there you go. Hudson Adoy was my pick, 1.1% owned. We've touched on whether or not he's an FPL asset. He is the very definition of a Bukfada. I'll tell you that much. I don't At know the s- moment, I mean, in two weeks' time, he could be essential. Yeah. You know, because he's only after returning from injury. I don't he's, think he's going to be essential. I think he's going to, Mount is going to always. He, yeah, he won't be essential because Mount is like the same kind of price bracket Hudson Adoy is actually cheaper but if you miss the mount train you're going to be wanting to get on to Hudson Adoy we need to come up with another like set of vehicles it's, trains, it's all just trains it's just trains it's all yeah. trains basically because it's, it's goddamn games on fucking tracks yeah because then you can say like oh they crashed or came off the rails and stuff like that you know it's, there's loads you can do with these loads of puns you can make yeah Um, but basically yeah going back to Hudson Adoy last week I wasn't very convinced when people were talking about oh should we be getting him in in our wildcard it was like the dude started one game. I know he's got an assist, but he started one game. But now he started two games and he's got two assists. And, and he's he looked picked really up sharp. Picked up something in the Champions League. Uh yeah, I know. People kind of yeah, yeah. People make a lot out of that. But I'm like, yeah, I'm just wanna see how he's playing in the, the league, you know, in the Champions League or Europa League or whatever they're in. Champions League. it is Champions League, you're yeah. right. Uh <laughs> You're kind of wondering, yeah, that could be a different squad in the Premier League the next day. But yeah, I it does sound like Frank likes him based on what he said. So yeah, at the moment I'm I've had my head turned. I'm thinking yeah. he's a good option. I definitely yeah I, I haven't had my head turned. I think between Mount and Abraham, that's all the attacking options with Chelsea I need. To be perfectly honest with you, if you were coming at this like you said, you hadn't already got a mount in your team, and you gave it a couple of weeks. Yeah, Hudson Odoi seems like uh, he ticks all the boxes for what Lampard's looking for in the sense that, you know, young, uh, attacking, blah, blah, blah. I'm uh, considering tripling up, if I'm honest. I am considering tripling up, but I, I haven't decided. I haven't decided, but don't be too surprised if you look at my team and find I've gone Tammy, Mount and Hudson Odoi. I will be surprised, Thomas, okay. regardless of what you say. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
damn it that's like you're trying to dare me into doing it now yeah, I kind yeah, of feel yeah. like oh, fuck this guy I'm going to get this this, this was the reason I wanted to record on Monday as well I wanted to freshly wreck your head f- for the next couple of days before oh, yeah. uh, you know deadline day and uh, yeah I really want to throw a few we haven't hats. seen each other in a week and you're like I haven't wrecked this man's head in like way too long I need to like start playing some mind games yeah pretty much pretty much and uh, mind games brings us right on to Breen Sheets how? I don't know <laughs> what's the segue there yeah, Jared? I was hoping you wouldn't pull me like, on it <laughs> I was going to maybe give myself a sentence to see if I could explain it. But no, yeah, I just said it because it made sense. But uh, (laughs) Breen Sheets this week, Seamus, you had first pick because you did beat me last week with the the Burnley clean sheet. And uh, that gives you the honour of going ahead, sir. Yeah, I'm going for Tamori. Um, Chelsea at home to Newcastle who don't look like they've got a whole lot of goals in them. Chelsea don't look very strong defensively. But uh, just, I don't think Newcastle got any goals in them away from home. So, yeah, I think that's uh, a nice one there. There's lots of good options around. But, yeah, that's where I went. Yeah, tomorrow's a decent shout. I think uh, my only worry would be, if I'm correct, Chelsea have only the one clean sheet so far this season. Maybe they have two. Two is the absolute max they have. They no, hadn't they, get... I don't think they, I think they might have one. That's yeah, it. I don't definitely think. They definitely have one. Um, but I was there's a chance they had the second. But, no, yeah, I think... Yeah, Chelsea, decent shout. As you said, Newcastle are pretty toothless right now. So, yeah, as far as an option, uh, Tamori is starting this week on my team. So, can't disagree with your pick there. I've gone with a player that I don't have in my team. And I always like to do this with the Puckfathers. I like to, you know, give myself a little uh, extra player to root for throughout the game week. And I went with a Mr. Bolly this week. I think Wolves are at home to Southampton. We saw him keep City out in the last game week. And Southampton are struggling for goals. They have Shea Adams, who is the, you know, the, the lucky owner of the least accurate striker this season. Yeah. Uh, statistic. Wow. I don't know if I said that right, but you get the gist. And, uh, yeah, so I feel like Wolves might be able to kind of continue on their form a bit. And who better than Bolly? Yeah, I think there's going to be a couple of wins for uh, Wolves in the next few. I think they're going to pull up the league. Uh, basing it on nothing. Well, well, no, I'm basing it on uh, they beat Man City. And you're basing it on last year's performance. Yes. So no. I think I, I just think they've managed to find the right balance between Thursday and Sunday. Uh, and they kind of now know what they need to do. And they were not getting as much training in, but they're kind of more tactically aware. And they have options. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not entirely con- as convinced uh, as you are by Wolves, but by, you know, as evidence by my green sheets, I'm more than happy to take a chance this week. And for anyone looking for a 5 million defender uh, clean sheet, I do think you could do far worse than Wolves. But that brings us to the end of the balls to the wall. Before we wrap this up, Seamus, I uh, wanted to ask you a quick question because, yeah, we're running short in time. Who are you thinking? of captaining this week that is a that is a really good question that is the one where I mean, I'm thinking that's the reason, real reason I want to get in Wilson yeah you I'm think thinking, I think Wilson is definitely a capital option I'd consider Tammy Abraham as well those are the two guys I went with in my hot shots mm-hmm. um, and I went with those because I think they've got fantastic fixtures if I had Son if I wasn't on the wild card and I had like a Spurs player like Son I'd captain him yeah don't know about Kane Kane's burned me a kind of a couple of times with the captaincy, but I'd be more confident with Son. But like you mentioned there, that Wilson, you're you're thinking of switching to Wilson. The person you're thinking of switching off is Aubameyang, 
and mm-hmm. he's away to Sheffield United. Now, I know we've discussed uh, Sheffield United a bit already in the episode, but are you not in any way enticed by that as a captain option? Uh, I'll buy me in Sheffield United. No, I don't really like that one too much. Um, that must it, be a bitch having that in your wildcard. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I like, I may still go with a Bamiang, but um, if I do go with a Bamiang and Wilson, it would be Vardy who's cut. Uh, but at the minute, I just think I prefer, I think I just prefer Wilson and Vardy just because Vardy's more of a differential. Fair enough, fair enough. I think uh, I wasn't expecting that because the player who's standing out to me right now, and I have Wilson, uh, is Abraham. Uh, Abraham at home to Newcastle. I think he, you know, we've discussed the merits of Chelsea uh, quite a bit, but that has to be a captain option, no? Oh, completely. But I'm feeling, well, it could be a case in four weeks, five, six weeks' time, it's going to be you just captain whoever Norwich are playing. Um, that Man City game could be just such an anomaly that it's kind of blocking the obvious captain whoever is playing Norwich. You think you whoever's the main striker? Uh, goals against, yeah, I think they could. Um, they they still have they, they're down to their third choice goalkeeper their defence is still a shambles we'll see how many are back now after an international break but like a lot of those injured centre backs are long term injuries so hmm. yeah I don't know I, I, I think we could be talking on a pod in two or three weeks I'm kind of going remember that time it wasn't an automatic lock that you're going to captain Callum Wilson against Norwich yeah that was foolish remember he banged in four goals against them yeah we should have seen that coming a bit more you know mm-hmm. but yeah you're completely right with Tammy Abraham and you could replace uh, that sentence with Abraham. Remember yeah. the time we didn't captain Abraham after he was the highest transferred player in that week or second highest <laughs> and he went on and scored a hat-trick against Newcastle who were one of the you know weakest teams in the league? Yeah, but the only worry with Newcastle is their only two wins this season have come against uh, last season's top six opponents. Uh, were opponents you not even top six last season? Yeah, they were. They were okay. We were what? I can't remember. Doesn't we were six, we, like were, six were we? Um, yeah, so United and Spurs. So uh, maybe they kind of like... I don't think Lightning is going to strike thrice. Yeah, plus I think United and Spurs, if you're going to talk about last season's top six, you could also talk about this season's, you know, uh, most disappointing uh, start to the season for, you know, teams-wise. Spurs and United are up there. It's not like that was Newcastle playing fantastic. Both those teams have been shit so far. But the reason that Spurs' season has been... Uh, our start to the season has been terrible is because they've lost to Newcastle yeah. had they beat Newcastle then you could go, I think yeah, Newcastle, the Brighton game is an anomaly but I think Newcastle is just another brick in the wall of a construction that's been happening over the last couple of seasons but look that's fair enough you're looking at Wilson I'm looking at Abraham We'll see what way the land lies after game week nine. We're going to wrap it up there. I want to thank you, Seamus, for really fucking with my head regarding Wilson. I didn't even seriously consider him over Abraham. Uh, but now that's going to break my brain. Oh, no, they're, they're the two in my head right now. I don't even have Wilson in my team. So, like, can I go without him this week? I mean, and then the following week against Watford? No, nah, i got to get him in. Based I, on what everything you said tonight, I can't believe he doesn't. he isn't in your team yet. You've just been Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. Yeah, well, that's a tough one to say it three times. And I think if I didn't have him in my team and I had a, if I had him in my team and I didn't have Aubameyang, this entire podcast would be talking about Aubameyang. Yeah, I think that's how it would go. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. He was here to relieve some fantasy Premier League demons. Uh, but yeah, thanks for that, James, and thanks to everyone who sent in a message this week. Anyone that wants to reach out to us, uh, you can get us on Twitter at FBL Hangover. You can also reach us on our Gmail at fbhangover, fblhangover at gmail.com. I want to thank you all. I hope you enjoy Game Week 9. And may your hours be green. God bless.